You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners. This is Chad. I'm Daniel. And joining us tonight is no stranger to the show. He is the co-host of Geek Card Check and almost officially a co-host of the Screeners because <laughs> he's on here so much. Mr. Tyler Howitt, how are you doing, sir? I am doing great. That is awesome. Tonight is a very special bonus episode of Blinded by the Light. Uh, it's going to be quick and painless much like the movie, and then we're going to also talk a little bit about some things that we've been watching catch up, but it's going to be a quick show tonight, but lots to talk about. I do want to remind you, though, please find us on social media. You catch us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook, search for The Screeners Podcast, and you can even email us, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. If you're so inclined, it would also really help us out if you could go on over to iTunes and leave us a review that helps other people find the show, and you can also find us on Spotify and many other places where you listen to your podcasts. So with that out of the way, just real quick, Tyler, on the last episode of The Screeners, the uh, they got to sit around and talk about all the things that they've been watching. They just kind of hung out, little fireside chat. Josh was there. So even Josh was there and more Josh strange than Josh being there is he recommended things for he people did. to watch wow. and he gave his endorsement to I think no fewer than four mm-hmm. television shows it's amazing wow. so it was great it was absolutely great uh, we need that more often yeah, it was a good. It was a good show. Very lots of good recommendations. A couple of things I had not uh, had a chance to to catch up on, and, and hope that I will. But Tyler, real quick before we jump into our review, what have you been watching lately? Well, so I'm a teacher, and I've been on summer vacation, and, and uh, you know, getting ready. The the you know beginning of school is looming, and so I've been kind of just binging everything that I possibly can to kind of celebrate my the end of my freedom. And some of it's been really great, and some of it's been not so great. Um, I watched one whole episode of Another Life which uh, was real terrible. Uh, it was awful. It's, what what it's, is this show? I don't know what so this show it's, is. It's a Netflix sci-fi show starring Katie Sackhoff. Oh, you already uh, lost me. You lost me. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was because of Katie Sackhoff, and, and I, I love her. That's, She's that's from why you lost Galactica me. And, uh, and Longmire. Um, it is, it's real bad. It's about an alien ship that lands, and then they go to kind of seek it out and it is some of the worst dialogue i've ever seen in my entire life that's a pretty awesome synopsis it's about an alien ship that lands and then they go seek it out and that's that's literally i couldn't tell you the rest of the plot i don't know why they're leaving i don't know like they they do a time jump but you don't know it's a time jump it's very strange i don't like it i I, i'm against it so uh (laughs) maybe it gets great after the first absolutely terrible episode and then i've been watching i watched the boys that mm. have you either of you two watched the boys chris recommended that on our last episode okay i love the boys Same it is fantastic here. oh it's so good it is it's it's um got some slightly mature content so for those of you who are <laughs> slightly <concerned about> that, <laughs> but uh yeah. it is <laughs> but there are some very literally jaw-dropping scenes in it it is beautifully shot it is really well acted um and it kind of it's like you know seth rogan does an anti-superhero show which is pretty great so it's a marvelous deconstruction of the genre while at the same time being an exciting entry into the genre it's hard to to 
really put into words how it feels when you are in a in a world where you know that superheroes can be malicious and what that actually oh, looks like. Yeah. It's really intense. I love it. It's great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. It's it's incredibly it's incredibly gory um, yes. at times, but uh, but it's great. Uh, and Daniel, you have not watched it. But it no, not yet. It. Oh, yeah. it's it's great. Just. Yeah, heads up on the uh, not safe for work content. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls is a is a Irish. This is gonna sell Daniel. He's gonna want to watch it tonight. Hmm. It is an Irish sitcom set in the nineties, hmm. uh, in in Northern Ireland um, during the. Is troubles. it coming of age? Because if so, you've just checked every box of Daniel's. Yes, life. right. And it's a I'm coming saying. of age story, uh, and it's it is. It's it's very funny. It's cheesy at times because again, it's a sitcom. But just the is um, it sitcom the, like laugh track sitcom? No, no, no. It's not. Okay, it's, okay. it's not single. Uh, not multicam. Multicam. Um, okay. It's. Uh, but it is. I mean, it's it's very sitcom-y in, in that there's the kind of overacting and overexpression. That's that's my critique of it. But it is. It's very funny. It's set in the '90s, so that there is there's lots of good '90s music and references. There's. There's multiple dance sequences. You're like, they're, they're, I'm like in, and then I'm out, and then I'm in. I'm no, just, but like, but, but funny and kind of ironic dance sequences. It's not like a musical. It's it's uh, at all. I mean, I'm put, playing the music up too much, but uh, <laughs> other than the cranberries are playing the entire time throughout the throughout the dang thing. But then, but it's set at a very specific time, so it's coming of age, but it's also right at the end of the British occupation uh, um, of of Northern Ireland. So there's hmm. a lot of like discussions of terrorism, but it's at it like so they get pretty real with it. But then at the same time, it's that they're only pissed about the terrorism because it is uh, like stopping them from getting to school on time. Like mm. it, it's it's they handle it with a good bit of irony. There's one of my favorite characters of the last like television year is on there, and she's the the very put upon headmistress of their school. Who is she's a nun, but she just. It just hates the kids, but kind of like in a Mr. Feeny way. Hmm. Um, It's it's very good. Where is this on Netflix? Yeah, this is a Netflix show. Hmm. Interesting. It's two short six episode seasons, so you could plot through it pretty quick. Hmm. Very interesting. I might check it out. Chad, what have you been listening or watching? Not listening to. Yeah, well, the boys was definitely one of those. I binged that entire season in a day and a half. I I did too. Couldn't stop. It was so good. There's just so much television that is so good. But I've been a huge fan of Orange is the New Black for a while, Hmm. and its final season just released uh, maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. And so when that released, I realized that I had not yet watched the sixth season. Oh, So I just hammered through the sixth season. It's excellent as always. It's definitely time for the series to end. But at this point, after six seasons and there are 13 episodes a season, an hour apiece, I'm fully invested in the lives of these characters. I care about them a great deal. Uh, so I, I enjoyed the sixth season, although it's not the it's not in the top tier of, of the best of Orange is the New Black, but it's really very, very good. Uh, Mind Hunter, which I think we'll probably talk about yeah. on the show. So I just finished uh, season two of that, and the Cliff Notes version is. I know you guys talked about it a little bit on the last show, and you didn't seem like you guys were very. Um, I love in it. in on it. I love the first love season, Mind and Hunter, I yeah. love the second season. No, I, I like it quite a bit. Yeah, it's David and, Fincher, Daniel. That should be right up your mm-hmm. your alley. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that it can be a little uh, deliberate, yeah. but I I love the writing and I love those long scenes that are, you know, mm-hmm. seven and eight minutes of, of the interrogation sequences and, and the team in the room trying to figure out what the next step is in developing this program for the FBI. Uh, I really enjoy it very much. And then one movie that somehow slipped through the cracks a year ago, uh, maybe not even quite a year ago. And I it just released on HBO, and so I was in my app playing around, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, I forgot I didn't watch that. But Shane Black's The Predator, oh, I had missed man. it so somehow. Sorry, oh, <laughs> so I think I was on the uh, for that one. It was not good. Yeah, so I watched, I watched it, and it's terrible <laughs> and engaging no, and no, entertaining no, no, no. at the same time it is it absolutely is daniel Dude. it absolutely is it, and it's not even in a, like an ironic hate watching way I mean, there were moments of this where i was like i kind of this feels like this throwback weird mashup of genres it was terrible man it's terrible is that, the one that has jacob tremblay in it right yes yes, yes. it does he's, I, his it's agent, terrible he's, his agent bad oh man he's making bank he's come on his agent movies. needs a raise oh yeah no he's it's, doing great he's got a great I, career he's terrible in that movie but he's got a great career the I, movie the movie's terrible but i kind of i kind of enjoyed the experience i'm not gonna <laughs> wow. lie it's just got believe. enough little shane black in it where it's like it this is, is just so quirky this movie should not exist and yet somehow it does so anyway, that's what I've been watching. Wow. But um, Daniel, you don't get to talk about what you've been watching because we yeah, already know. That's fine. Um, unless there's something else. Have you watched anything new since last week's catch-up show? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, just blinded by the light, which I'm excited to talk about today. I, mean, I haven't dived. I haven't uh, gotten into Mindhunter season two yet. But we're definitely. I believe we're gonna. We're gonna try to talk about that on our next episode next week. So I'm gonna at okay. least. It's hard, it's hard for me to binge binge shows these days, but I'm at least going to watch a good amount of it uh, before you our next episode. You don't want your children to be sitting in front of it's the TV. totally appropriate for two-month-old yeah, yeah, twins. Yeah, watching Charles Manson. Yeah, no, not not this yeah. time. Not this time. Yeah. Okay. The boys, well, though, lost. is going to be fine, actually. It's, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it so is, I've actually been is. watching I've been watching Word Party. I've been watching, uh, <laughs> what did I watch today? Some, some weird show called Charlie's Color Form Stories or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's so way been, scarier than Mindhunter. I want to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty creepy. Word Party is pretty great. Uh, but yeah. oh no, uh, PJ Masks. That's pretty great. Of course, it's great. of course. Listen, you're <laughs> at the tip of the iceberg, my friend. <laughs> Just wait until they're like one and a half, two ish, and then they have they start like really loving these shows and memorizing the lyrics, <laughs> and then your life changes drastically. <laughs> we have they're they're ten months old, but and Ezra is already like dancing uh, nice. to yes. the Word Party theme, and he'll just oh, yeah. he'll just a bop there but no you said disney plus that actually you know they released a Is, lot of new stuff today yeah. uh, just or about oh, information information about not not a lot but uh, you know it's dropping november 12th and so they're just kind of ramping up their social Hulu media and espn plus too yes yeah which you know could it's a day be, one could buy be for me day oh one. yeah no question I'm, right? I'm so in on disney plus i mean just uh you know part of me wants to be this like anti-corporate Disney takeover because it's like they're gonna take Give over everything. Me. But Give like I know I just it's, it's the same I as can't. Google or Apple. Like at yeah, this point I, we can't be complaining. Like yeah, one of I'm them might be the Terminator in. eventually, but I'm whatever, like so disappointed because they're destroying 20th Century Fox. Yeah. But yeah. also everything that they do is just like yeah just come on yeah. just give it we'll to get me. better well, x-men out of it so it'll be fine no true. it won't, it won't be fine but we're gonna accept <laughs> yeah it, that's so. true apple plus is it apple plus what is the I, name I don't of their know thing? what the, it's like I apple think it's tv called apple plus 
No, I think it's Apple. It's terribly named. It's whatever it is. They released their trailer today for the morning show. Did you guys see that? I didn't. I didn't I watched see the their, trailer. I watched their earlier trailer, like their teaser, which start, I thought this was a comedy, and it's no. the, the trailer well, I was, thought it was too. very I, serious. No, was, no, no, no. And it may there may be some comedic elements. Obviously, there will be with this cast. Yeah. But this very much looks kind of like the newsroom. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of drama a lot of intrigue and and it's like I, Jennifer looks, it Aniston, looks pretty great Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon Steve Carell Steve Carell yeah, is I, um, the other one that's right I watched the first you know my trailer free life is a hybrid oh, so yeah. I, I, I'll watch I'll watch teasers for the I most part teasers. and then I'm done yep. but it has to be a true teaser and the second if I feel like it's going beyond a teaser I turn it off. So I watched maybe 60 seconds of this show, This and I'm like, I'm in. So if I know I'm in, I'm in. Right. It looks, the production value looks amazing, as you would expect. And I think, I just hope if the writing is good, that show could be phenomenal. Have you? Do we have any info on when that's, that is going to release, when Apple's streaming 20, service I is releasing? I think 2019. I don't think we have any dates. But and I'm it is not, called me, Apple TV Plus, by the way. Let mm, me look Lots up, of pluses. While we're sitting here, let me look that up real quick. Yeah, I think I don't think we have dates yet. I think it's just fall of 2019. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Thank you guys for for catching up. Hopefully that was valuable to you out there and you can watch some of the things if you hadn't had a chance to catch them yet. But let's jump into the reason that we're here is to review Blinded by the Light. So here we go. Listening to our music before you start getting confused and hating yourself. I listen to everything. I can feel it all right here. It's like Bruce knows everything I've ever felt, everything I've ever wanted. My poems, they're not brilliant, but they're mine. You think that this man sings for people like us? But he talks to me. Well, we are here to review Blinded by the Light. It premiered at Sundance earlier this year to rave reviews. Uh, and so now it, this this small, small indie British film uh, got a relatively wide release. So that's kind of exciting. And so here we are to review it. The IMDb description reads, In 1987, during the austere days of Margaret Thatcher's Britain, a teenager learns to live life, understand his family, and find his own voice through the music of Bruce Springsteen. I'm glad this teenager learned to live life. That's great. <laughs> That's really great. He does, great. in fact, though. He does. He's, he's alive. That's wonderful. This is directed by Gurinder Chada. It stars... Oh, man, you guys set me up to read a lot <laughs> of luck. tough names right Good now. Good luck. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, it's a great cast. I'm not even going to try because these guys... Uh, it's a great cast, so I don't. they don't deserve to have their names butchered by, uh, by a, a lame white guy like me. So we're going to dive into our review of this film. Obviously, it's very Bruce Springsteen heavy. So before you guys tell me your your review of the film, I want to hear kind of your relationship to Bruce Springsteen. So, so Chad, you're... you're you're the one of us. You're the elder statesman on this show. So, <laughs> so of, of all of us, uh, you're the only one who was uh, really alive and thriving in 1987. Uh, so, so, so tell I us. Was one whole year old. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll have you know. So, uh, I want to know. I hate all of you so much. <laughs> Do name? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? So, uh, I want to know your relationship to Bruce Springsteen. Maybe even your relationship to 1987, and then dive into your review <laughs> of Blinded by the Light. 
Oh, so many places we could go with that question, <laughs> Daniel. My relationship's in 1987. I was 12, so I am quite a bit older than you gentlemen. I was, so I guess I was in, what is that, sixth grade-ish, sixth or seventh, whatever, somewhere in there. I remember the album uh, Born in the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if that was actually in 87, but I remember listening to that album at some point in my youth and and liking it i was probably 10 or 11 when or maybe 8 9 or 10 somewhere in there when mtv became a thing and shut up both of you but <laughs> what M- but, what yeah exactly what and TV? so that was like a, a as you can imagine a cultural shift uh, in the world with this with this new thing. And so that exposed me to a lot of new artists. Bruce Springsteen was one of those that was never really way up there. And particularly, this is a very specific story. Do you remember the We Are the World song, the original one, to raise money for Africa? So it used to always really piss me off when it got to Bruce Springsteen because he sang it like crap. He was like, <laughs> We Are the World! Right, it was like this whole thing. And so that, that made me not like him. Yeah, so I'm sorry about that. Now, I've come to appreciate Bruce in in uh, as my taste has matured, but um, I was never just like a big fan. Like there are a lot of people that it is, he is the best. He was seminal to their experience. But for me, it wasn't. I, I appreciated it more than I like actually loved him. So with that as the backdrop, though, I think this film did, did a really good job of kind of letting you feel the essence of what Springsteen was really about that blue collar worker rage against the machine, but in his own kind of new New Jersey way. And so this movie for me, I not seen any trailers, had no idea what it was about other than I, I knew Bruce Springsteen factored into it. It's very difficult to dislike a film like this, right? Yeah. It's very yeah. sugary. A lot of the themes that it is pushing are universally wonderful. And yet it's the performances I think are outstanding pretty much across the board. I think one of the reasons where I am right now, which is not just I love, love, love this movie is because it to me, it seems fairly unfocused. There is it goes in a lot of different directions. And for, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes, we'll focus on one thing and then we won't come back to it for 40 minutes. And then it's supposed to have some sort of payoff or resonance. It doesn't always work without going into spoilers. I think that there it's very hit or miss with what I'm going to call musical sequences. This movie is not a musical by any stretch, but there are some elongated musical sequences uh, where they employ lots of different kinds of camera and and graphic overlays, projections, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes they work very effectively, and sometimes I think they're terrible. I think it just makes no sense in the world. I think this movie is really at its best when it's dealing with the very real ideas of uh, trying to find yourself and breaking out of the expectations that are put on you both culturally and by your parents. I think that when it focuses on the relationship between the father and the son, it's unbelievably moving. I mean, Mm -hmm. for me, you know, personally, without going into it, my my father has recently had some significant uh, health issues. And so seeing this movie that so heavily focuses on uh, a father and son was very emotional for me. Lots of things related to the thing that you hate about yourself or that you're trying to overcome. You realize you're just exactly like your father was or your, your mother was, you know, it's all of those things that are, that are universal. And when the movie is focused on those things, it's really wonderful in its source. It's also 
very silly and funny at times too, which is, again, sometimes it's really funny. So it's, it's that tonal shift that I'm having a hard time kind of coming to terms with. I think it's also heavy handed in a lot of ways. It's not subtle at all. There's some very clear racism themes that are in here that are all wonderful, obviously to explore and confront, but it's not necessarily handled in the most elegant of ways. And yet overall, you, I walked out of this film very much positive thinking about a lot of good it's it it simultaneously feels light Mm -hmm. and overstuffed so it's kind of weird like Mm -hmm. that but i am overall positive i've seen i think it's like 92 percent on rotten tomatoes it's getting universal acclaim and but i don't love love it i just think that it is solid it could have been i think magnificent the ending while really wrecking me emotionally for a lot of the reasons i just talked about was still so heavy-handed yeah. and just so obvious. There's nothing new here. We've seen it this story before, but very positive for me, and I, I appreciated what it was doing. And the performances really are great. Uh, very interesting. A lot, a lot there. A lot of uh, different kind of feelings on the on the movie, one way or the other. So yeah. interesting. We'll definitely dive into that. Tyler, I want to hear what you think, uh, and uh, and uh, I want to hear what you think of Bruce Springsteen, your relationship to him, and all that. <laughs> Well, Bruce and I don't have a, a very strong relationship <laughs> overall. Um, I I don't I've never disliked him. I think he's um, I think he's great. He's um, he's there. He's super impactful to a you know to a certain generation. But I <laughs> <laughs> to like chat but, to a certain generation. Like get chat. off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, you know, I I've actually always liked him when I, when he's when I've I've you know come across him. I've never been like, oh, let's turn that off. But I've also never really said, oh, I need, you know, I'm in the mood for some Springsteen. What I did do, what I liked about this film, just in terms of that, was what it did was make me, it made me go and listen to a bunch of it. And so in that way, actually, for, for a group of, you know, young whippersnappers these days who may have had no engagement with him, it actually might lead to that, which is, which is cool. Um, as I was writing my review for it, so I, I wrote a review for ReadySteadyCut.com and uh, I, I was listening to the soundtrack, you know, over and over and over again and, and actually really enjoying it and finding um, a couple of things that were that were earworms so so yeah not much growing up really but I grew to appreciate him a little bit more the movie honestly a lot of what Chad said I would echo uh, I think and this is something we'll get into in spoilers I would suspect but I think that its message is actually really deeply profound there are some things that um, it's said in the 80s uh, with um, with a rise, seeing a rise in, in fascism in England that I, you could have set this movie today and it would be absolutely like you would never know. I mean, in terms of that, and that's not a critique that's saying it's, it really is resonant, but at the same time, also there's some stuff that I, I really found uneven. Um, it doesn't know whether or not it's a musical. Um, and I, I wanted it to figure it out because when it really hit its good musical, segments um it hit them really well um but then some of them just fell very flat so it was either it was either really great um or really not great at all like we said it's a coming of age story it's something you know we've seen a lot of those things before um it's about a kid trying to find his voice um and that worked really well like he 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 began by using springsteen to speak um and then kind of uses uses uh like that newfound 
that newfound voice to find his own way of speaking and his own way of writing, um, or finding confidence in his own writing. Um, which in that way, I kind of even found it very similar to Lady Bird, where it's about a kid who desperately wants to get out of this, you know, what he sees is this backwards town and then finds that that town is the thing that has inspired him. And, and I, mm-hmm. so I, I really liked, I liked a lot of it. There's just some unevenness. Um, I am not as enthused about Vivek Kalra's performance as everybody else. I don't think he's bad. I just was like, oh, he's he's fine. He's good. So so that was it didn't hit me as well as well there. But overall, I I really enjoyed the film. I think it the only other thing that it suffers in is it is not yesterday. It is not A Star Is Born. Like so there's mm. it didn't hit me as completely emotionally like yesterday not that like, i cried with yesterday or something but like it just yesterday i walked Tyler away doesn't cry in movies <clears throat> uh sometimes i do very rarely but yesterday i walked away like immediately wanting to go see it again telling everybody to go see it like i was i was all about yesterday and this one i've i have enjoyed and i've said oh yeah you should see this movie but i haven't been like trying to get people to go see it so i guess that would be where it pales but it that doesn't mean it's a bad movie it just is not as strong as it could be okay all right so a little bit more mixed uh sounds like even a little bit more mixed than chad so for me uh kind of pretty much the same as tyler it's almost like we grew up in the same household uh i have uh <laughs> really weird i have basically no connection to bruce springsteen at all um i mean i have only the most basic rudimentary rudimentary knowledge of his like very biggest hits yeah right that's about it that's about all i got so i have i have almost no knowledge of bruce springsteen at all um now what i do love are small indie movies that are charming and all about music so this is like my lane right (laughs) here this is it no doubt uh you know like once and sing street and hearts beat loud begin again this is already on its way on paper to being one of the greatest films of all time (laughs) right there so um I was primed and ready to like this movie is what I'm saying. So there is no question that this movie wears its heart on its sleeve. It, yep. it wants to be a ton of fun and it is a ton of fun. And um, it kind of, it, it does, it kind of tells this or is at least set in this broader story that I haven't really seen on screen about a Pakistani family in eighties England with the rise of, um, you know, kind of racism and fascism in, in that culture. I've not really seen that, which is, which was cool to see kind of a unique perspective there, but it, that, that's kind of the wrapping on a wildly familiar story. I mean, oh, yeah. just kind of the most basic level coming of age story yep. is inside that that unique packaging. And so now that said, it's it's a story that and that's we've, that's not a bad thing, right? We, we've seen that story a million times because it's a it's even a, down to the girlfriend arc. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like oh, it's yeah. all it's all everything that we know. And so, but we know it because it, it's a story that is fairly universal we we any any adult felt like a, t- a kid who didn't know what he wanted to be who you know right. he kind of it, it's so universal and so it's so familiar but it knows what it, w- it wants to be and so that's when the movie is so successful it, 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 when it's the most successful is when it's it, it's this coming of age story even though it's the most familiar side of that story that's when it's most successful when it I, my thoughts are so similar to what Chad said. I, I, Chad pretty much he he said a lot of the things that were in my notes word for word. So I think my opinion is almost lockstep in with where Chad landed on this movie because uh, a lot of the stuff about it being set in the eighties about racism and about that whole thing. It just, it feels like a totally different movie. It, the movie does not handle those tonal shifts going from being this really charming, really fun, really sweet story. And also where his family like 
gets caught in the middle of a white su- supremacy yeah. march. Oh yeah, that didn't really work. There's a lot of ex- stuff that's very worthwhile to explore there. I, I kind of want to see that movie, the dramatic version of this, right. where it's a Pakistani family living in 80s England. That could be really, really interesting. But it felt odd here, and so um, it's just this movie. A, a good word for this movie is messy. It's it's yep. just there's a lot of stuff that works and there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't. There's just not a lot that's new here, unfortunately. Now I will say, the unashamed love of Springsteen, even for somebody who has who has no knowledge of Springsteen, it works so yep. well because it's utilized really well. I, I, it, echoing everything that Tyler said about the way that he uses Bruce Springsteen as um, as his own voice and then he uses that to develop a unique voice and so that was great I really really love that and that's when this movie really shines um, I do love the performance of uh, the, this lead actor here who plays Javid uh, because at first you know j- based off the trailer I do watch trailers unlike these two based off the trailer I was kind of not loving the performance because he kind of he has kind of a monotone way of speaking but as you go through the film for me at least it 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 kind of started to work for me because it kind of is almost this shell on this character of Javid. It's the way I interpret it, at least. And you kind of start to dig into the actual emotions as he goes through the film. And so it, his performance really did work for me. Some of the stuff that didn't work for me was most of the stuff with the girlfriend. That just kind of felt really awkward. Most of the stuff with his best friend felt really tacked oh, that on. Felt and so shoehorned in. That didn't, didn't make work. But there's, any there's sense. multiple friendships there that yeah. get, makes it even more confusing. Yeah. It didn't work right? at all. It's, there's this yeah. whole sequence where, I mean, th- this is like, there was like a 15 minute chunk that was really, really not working for me where he and his, he, he starts to break out into song that I yep. still, even after finishing the movie, I don't know if it was real or if it was in his head. That's, that's what I meant. Like what, it kinda, doesn't know that it's a musical, like yeah, in a musical, was, whatever they break into song. Yeah. There's no question whether they're doing it for real or not. Right. Yeah. This one kind of, maybe I, was. I, I thought it was going to, I thought he was going to snap yeah. out of it and all of a sudden yes. he was daydreaming. I and think then that, that one happened. was real, I think but so. then the, the one that happens yeah. later, yeah, the one that happens later where they're in school right. yeah. and then they leave the school, then that one I was like, okay, this can't be real. And but then at the end it kind of is. Yeah, it's crazy. It was very weird. And so um, that was all very messy. It didn't know what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then f- immediately following this, this scene where he – that was the first time he tells this girl that he has feelings for her. It was very weird. And yeah. then for whatever reason – that makes his best friend mad at him, and yeah, I wasn't sense. unclear about what happened, but it like ruined it's their friendship. His dad sang with him, like that. I don't it was know, that man. one just didn't work. It didn't yeah. work at all. It was very weird, but yeah. it was supposed. And to then be the really best emotional. friend goes away for like forty five minutes. Know. Yep. It was weird. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so like I said, it's just it's so messy, so scattered. It's trying to do this thing about broken friendships mm-hmm. and broken, uh, you know, paternal relationships and racism and all and finding your own voice. It's trying to do all these things, and all, some of those things work so well, and some of them just and the don't teacher well. encouraging the writer. Yeah. You could be yes. a writer. Find you. There's a million things this movie so, is into. And so, here's the deal. At the end of the day, all those problems aside, this movie is really charming. It's it really fun. And I, I got to say, just like Chad said, when when the movie was over, I wasn't mad at it. I was digging it. I kind of really liked the movie. I, I, I definitely absolutely can't say that I love this movie because it's so, so, so messy. But there's a lot that is there, there's a there's a lot about this movie that makes it easy to love. 
I I would I would recommend it. I wouldn't I'm not going out and raving about it, but I definitely really enjoyed this film overall, even for all its faults. It had a lot that was just really fun. And so that's at the end of the day, I mean, what what more do you kind of what more can you ask for from a film? So it it worked for me. Overall, it worked for me even though it has a lot of problems. I mean, it even has like an interesting exploration of fandom mm-hmm. and how Yeah, that's true. fandom can give you an outlet uh, when you socially don't ha- feel like you have one and oh, that's good. and all of that stuff that me and then from the teacher angle you have this kind of inspiration from and therefore the subtext is the importance of the arts mm-hmm. and doing what you want to do and feel like you should do i mean there's just like a million things oh, and yeah, every so every 10 minutes there's another thing and they're all good and that's why i think it's hard to hate the movie because if it didn't if it didn't have at least worthwhile signposts along the way, the mechanical construct of this would f- typically, for me, that's what really pulls me out of a film. Totally. I would be on the train of, I just don't like it, but I can't make myself not like the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I don't think I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray yeah, and watch yeah. it again, but I but I think overall the experience is, is pretty good. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I I think the songs were used really well. And I think um, uh, you guys referenced them earlier, the projection stuff that worked for me. I mean, it was because it it was, it was like so low budget that it was like almost endearing. Like it was so simple that it just kind of, I don't know. It was again, the first time it did. Yeah. I think the first one, and yeah. then they didn't keep up with it, and yeah. and then they switched to something else. Yeah, it was like an idea. They, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So I wish I wish this all movie of it had, had just, been like that. Then great, you know. Yeah. I wish I wish this movie was just focused. I wish it yep. would have done this one thing and kind of he's going to break out into song periodically, and this projection is going to come up, and we're going to see these lyrics. And I wish I had done that like more times to the way it would become a thing and like when he yes. confessed his feelings to that girl through song he would have done a very right. similar thing but he just kept doing a different thing and then a different thing and then a different thing and it just it just didn't work yep yeah. i agree well i should say it did overall work but just each of the individual <laughs> right things, it, it, well, it's, it's, yeah. the, it's messy the whole work to the parts didn't always that yes work. exactly yeah exactly so i mean there's not a lot else to say about this film. Yeah. I mean, we've kind I mean, of we've already, already spoiled. We've already spoiled like a lot of very specific things, so I may have to put like a there warning is at the beginning or nothing whatever, to spoil about this movie. Because that's true. You, you know, have seen this story a thousand times. You right. know yes. exactly how this movie's going to even end. even down to like the speech at the end and the parents walking in late. Yeah. And it, come on, yeah. there but, was a lot of great stuff. But it works. Yeah, there was a lot of great stuff that I loved about. I, so again, as somebody who knew nothing about Springsteen. I didn't realize that this movie was set kind of like past his prime. I didn't, yeah. which is great. That is so great because there's a lot of awesome moments of where it's like it's lame that he likes Springsteen. And Synth is the future. He runs to get these tickets and he's like, "Do you have tickets left?" And she's like, "We haven't sold any." We haven't like, sold any. It's just, it's just, <laughs> or, or like, look up the calendar. It's 1987. He's He's old news, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Was, yeah, which I didn't even what? realize, and so that's great. I just, I there were it, that afforded a lot of really funny, yeah. uh, funny. It moments. did. So it did have this one trope, and I want to ask you guys because we all went to school. Well, I guess you you went together. Are high schools and or middle schools 
a thing where they have their own radio program that's generated <laughs> from students in the school. I know when I got older, we started doing like studio stuff, video studio, like good morning announcements. But is that a thing? Because I've seen that a hundred times. Well, Chad, you were in middle school when this movie is set. So, <laughs> Daniel, uh... I'm just saying, I've never actually been to a, a school where I've seen or known anybody that's yeah. like... Hey, yeah. this is DJ Daniel kicking <laughs> off your nine o'clock a.m. Whatever. It I was in thought. a Marvel movie, so I, I gotta just say it probably is true. Like, <laughs> okay, well, they would that, that settles they it. They wouldn't make stuff up. That settles <laughs> it. I yeah. you know one of the things if if we're pa- if we're into spoilers already I guess like I don't know if you are gonna do sure a thing. sure uh, why not I mean, why not well, and if, this isn't like I don't know we'll just we'll go with it there are I, no plot twists in this no film. no no <laughs> there's not none at all except for no. when they burst into a white supremacist march that was a little bit of a that twist. was that was a little unexpected <laughs> well and that's and, and that's he falls down and he's like where are you are you okay. And then when, as soon as he finds him and realizes he's okay, he's mad at him? Yeah. And everybody's like, what? mad. What? Everybody's Why are you mad? mad? You should for, go for, hug him because yeah. he's okay. Like, what was he going to do? Like, I'm sorry, skinny, you know, 15-year-old, <laughs> yeah. 16-year-old kid. Yeah, like, come on. He's going to fend off the white yeah. supremacist by himself when the cops are getting their butts kicked. I know. Yeah, that, but for all of that, what I, what I actually really loved, I thought the message that came with that was so good and so timely. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get political really, but just, you know, we're in a, we're in an age of, of lots of people in the United States talking about immigrants and talking about, you know, oh, we deserve to be here. You don't deserve to be here. Things like that. And what I loved about it is it's England in the eighties and we have a Pakistani Muslim family who are enduring all of this stuff so um, almost stoically for patiently. most of it. Like, yeah, very patiently. They're, um, the scene that just absolutely knocked me down was the kid peeing through the, the mail slot. Yeah, yeah. And they have plastic down because it must happen a hundred times. Yeah. Like, it's this isn't and she's just she's like oh well that's why we have plastic down and we're just going to clean it up and then okay and that's the thing i wish it would have explored things like that more deeply because you know there's so much to say just in that one scene of like you know they have that family has every right to go and just scream at those kids for peeing in their freaking house but because of their brown skin because of their muslim Mm -hmm. especially at that time and even now i would say even now yeah uh, they they would play into the hands of of all the tropes that we believe about muslims and about brown people and so it it um they have to be stoic they have to remain quiet they have to bite their tongue because otherwise um they're just they're just playing what we would think and so you know you said you don't want to be political and being against racism uh is not political that is just being human and so um and so yeah it just it it is very timely and so i really appreciated the timely themes um Mm -hmm. because it worked really well i just wish i just wish it had been focused on one thing because it does that as well, being having a lot of really good stuff to say about uh, about racism and, and fascism, at, as well as also being a charming movie about Springsteen. Exactly. Like it just didn't; those two things don't coincide very well. And yeah. so, um, I would love also a true story. So it's it's also like right, you know, right. how much do you want to you know? Well, I think part modify. of what it part of it not necessarily because res- it sows a lot of those seeds early on where you see the the graffiti you see the, yeah. the guy spit on him you see that scene yeah. uh, it revisits the graffiti when they vandalize the house right. later on and so in a lesser movie you would have the moment 
because we even get his inner monologue at the beginning where he's like, I want to now, today's the day I will stand up for myself. Right. And so in well, a lesser movie, you, you would have, yeah. right. You'd have that moment where he punches the guy or he stands up for himself. But I think it's, I think it's actually a little more powerful that they just recognize that it's just a part of their day to day. Right. So it's yeah. just another thing that they deal with right. and you don't get this, um, well, they you don't do get the neat little with, bow on that's, top. That was maybe my, I think my, one of the most powerful scenes where they um, they just start reciting Springsteen lyrics, chanting Springsteen lyrics at those guys right. who take their seat. I I, I loved it because they didn't get into the fight. I thought yeah, the same thing. Oh, they're just gonna they're gonna get into a fight. Somebody's gonna get punched in the nose. He's gonna lose or or whatever. Right. But they the words and that's one of the great motifs of this movie. The words are the thing that um that are, are powerful well, here well but also because the way you kind of just described it it sounds super cheesy but true, true. uh it's not the words it's that these weirdos are singing springsteen <laughs> lyrics at us and so yeah. we're at not we're not thugs. gonna we're not gonna beat them up because we're just kind of weirded out right now and so <laughs> it kind of it kind of worked like yeah. i agree that scene that scene did work for me definitely I liked it well, I don't know how much more we can talk about this movie. Um, I th- it sounds like we're all mostly positive. I, I yeah. definitely would say that I'm positive, um, totally. despite yeah. all, all its problems. Yeah. Um, so we're de- we're gonna go around and give our recommendations as we always do, even though we've already kind of told you the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you with confidence, we did not spoil this movie for you if you haven't seen no. it. So you can still definitely watch this. So so let's go around and uh, see if we recommend that you do watch it. So Chad, what do you think? Should they watch this in the theater? Should they pay? to rent this on Amazon, iTunes, something like that? Should they uh, stream it on a service that they already pay for? So Hulu, Netflix, whatever, or should they skip this film altogether? What do you say? I find myself very close to the line of, is this rental worthy or theater worthy for all of the reasons that we've already stated? It's hard for me to give a full throated, go see this in the theater, no matter what, I'm just on the line of rental, but I think ultimately I'm going to land on the side of I do think it's theater worthy. I think there are enough good things that happen, enough emotional. I mean, there's something for everybody in here. If the, if this one thing doesn't resonate with you, there's 17 other options and opportunities <laughs> for true. it to happen. So you're going to get hit with something at some point. I know I certainly did. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say this should be seen in the theater. It, it I think it had a fairly low box office weekend it was number nine but movies like this i support i love original ideas this is not an original idea but it's at (laughs) least it's at least original cinema it's not you know an existing ip so yeah i'm gonna say see it in the theater okay and tyler I was having a lot of the same, the same uh, backs and forth. I, like honestly, I, I was I was actually really going to to go with um, with stream it because it like you said, Chad. It, like it, this is not you know a Marvel movie. This doesn't need the big screen 4K and you know stuff like that. But at the same time, what what you made me think of is this is an indie movie that is that is kind of broken out and is starting to get a little bit big. And and I kind of want them to make their money. Yeah, I, I I really do. I kind of want them to get it back. So I'm gonna say see it in the theater. Um, or at least rent it, like you know, give them the couple of bucks to to go see it because it's um, there's so much heart and so much um, good spirit going along with this movie that I think you know it deserves the ten to twenty five dollars that you're gonna spend on the movie. So, okay, and for me. I was definitely going to say a solid rental because I definitely think that anybody, 
I think this movie is worth money. I think I, it's yep. hard for me to picture somebody genuinely disliking this movie. I think pretty much everybody's going to at least like it a good amount. So, um, and you don't, like I said, throughout this whole podcast and Tyler as well, you don't have to have any relationship no. with, with Springsteen at all in order to, in order to enjoy this movie. In fact, that might, I, I would hazard a guess that that might even enhance your enjoyment because yeah. I'm not thinking about what they're doing to the Springsteen songs the whole time. I don't know. Uh, well, and there's so plenty I, of other really good eighties music in there too. Yeah. It's not just true Springsteen. So I was going to say rent. Uh, the reason I'm going to switch it to theater is for a couple of reasons. Like, like everybody also said that, you know, we need to support indie, indie theater. I'm always going to lean lean on that side of things um, because it is a wide ish release for, uh, for a very small movie, which is fantastic. So you should go see it in theater, but you should see it because there's also nothing else good in theaters right now. So <laughs> uh, scary you, stories you, to tell in the dark is right. That, that's out pr- there now. Honestly, I actually I enjoyed that. I liked that yeah. a good amount. Actually, I mentioned that on our last show. I actually Did you enjoyed that. that one. I forget. We didn't review it, so I talked about it on the last episode. But uh, you know, that aside, I would see this first. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that this is uh, definitely one of the best things in theaters right now. So um, if you have, if you've already seen all the big ones, the big blockbusters, Lion King, all that stuff, you should absolutely go see this in the theater. And with that, we are going to wrap up this episode. Thanks for tuning in for this small movie. I hope you enjoyed the review. Definitely chime in on social media and let us know what you've been watching. Let us know if you saw this and what you thought of it because we want to hear from you guys. Make sure you join us for our next episode as we dive into Season 2 of Mindhunter. We'll see you there. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.